Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Kevin, tell everybody where you are. Oh, everyone, you know, listeners, I'm at the beautiful uh, Goodspeed uh, Opera, uh, the, the Goodspeed Theater um, here in Connecticut, East Haddam, Connecticut. Uh, there was uh, – I'm working on a new works festival, um, and I, I was just telling Rob before we recorded that it feels like we're at sleepaway camp because it's – you're in this beautiful little quaint Connecticut town. There's all this artist housing. These, they basically – I feel like own half the town. Uh, and the, if you ever have a chance to see the old opera house, it is just absolutely stunning. It's a very, very old building, very historic. It's right on the water, This the Connecticut River that passes by. It's just – it's such a beautiful – New England town, you could say. Uh, and this week, uh, the ne- this week and next week, I'm music directing uh, a new work, a piece called "The Peculiar Tale of the Prince of Bohemia and the Society of Desperate Victorians." Uh, and there are two other pieces that are being worked on with uh, teams of director and music director, and uh, it'll culminate with a reading of this uh, piece. And we'll be working on it for the next two weeks, you know, rewriting it and you know, making it as 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 clean and um, you know, clear as possible storytelling and we have students from university of hartford Hart school of music and boston conservatory as our <laughs> guinea pigs and it's great it's great fun we i was just telling rob we cast the whole thing in a day all three shows we had to watch all 50 students audition then we had to call them back that same day which means we we have them come back and give them pieces of the show to read for us and then we had to fight over who we wanted and it was uh it was fun it was i said it was like a fantasy football draft in the room and everybody looked at me like i was crazy because they had no idea what i was talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so does our listeners. <laughs> so, but it was fun because it was we, you know, we it was great. And so I'll I'll let you I'll update you next week. But um, this this Goodspeed has been doing such amazing, beautiful work for so long, um, and they specialize in in old shows in their main stage productions. You know, shows like Very Good Eddie and yes. you know yes. you know you know Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Just shows that we love to listen to, but maybe don't always get to see the light of day. But they also cultivate new musicals, and that's also I think a really special thing that they do and um yeah so i'll, I'll update y'all favorite, next week your favorite i know and i will talk about uh, the library that they have but i will talk about oh. that next week why oh why, why i gotta wait man gotta wait okay fine. i have well, to explore you gotta give me time to explore i really got it i went in for like an hour and i it, it was i just couldn't it was i was overwhelmed because you're allowed to just no i'm gonna wait i'll wait till next week wait till next week I hate you. Can, I, <laughs> can i come visit I would come up, please. Come see these shows. I want the listeners to notice that Kevin's voice went up an octave, which means I think he's not telling the truth. No. <laughs> I think he wants me to stay far. No, far I, away. I, 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 come on. How dare you? Why would That'd you? Be fun. Come, get up here. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm coming right now. Yes. No, I do that. Much. Um, how how are you? Rob just uh, flew in from California last night, um, and you. Uh, how long were you there? You were there for a while. I was there for about three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, that was but, a nice trip. But it was great. I got to meet uh, one of the. Um, uh, I'm sorry, a little jet lagged. I'm sorry, I'm tired, everybody. I got to meet. Uh, what are you doing, Kevin? What is that? What is it? Can I just be <laughs> I like a, 
<laughs> he was like typing. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, somebody is checking sound levels. So okay, please, for, please. For, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You have to hear us fight on air. This is not it's just a little petty bickering, petty bickering. Because apparently I'm not giving 110% of my focus to Kevin, which is something we're talking about with our counselor. Um, I got to see Ray Camp, our wonderful listener. Oh, nice. The artist. The, the artist formerly known as Ray Camp. If you guys don't know Ray's work, Ray is like fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. He did yeah. that really cool um, musical theater history chronology where he, he it's like the history of time. Right. But um, it's represented by ca- musical characters that appeared in those different time periods. So and it's like, a coloring book. And it's a coloring book for the kids. <laughs> How could you not like that? So anyway, uh, take a look at Ray's work because I think Ray's absolutely fabulous. We also announced that we're adding a new component to our podcast. This was our yes. very, very special surprise called Happy Opening. The set is still wet. Did you like how I said that's at Estelle. Wow. That's and what's that? Describe. And what's the set? Of, what's happy opening? The set still wet. What a great question, Kev. So Kevin and I, um, well, I was Kevin and I were talking about all the weird theatrical experiences that we've had prior to actually, you know, becoming. I don't want to say quote unquote professional, but like yeah. you know, we all have on to, the listen the we, road, not the road, we, not the, not the like, journey. Not only do we all have to pay our dues, we still pay our dues. <laughs> yep, we yep. do. And and so anyway, so we were hearing really funny stories from people about their like theme park performance experiences or their community theater experiences. And we said, there's a show in all of this. And so we're adding a second component to uh, Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And that's where we're going to sit down and talk to people about those experiences. So far, we've interviewed um, Becky Spiegelman, who was the inspiration for all this because it was her stories that made us go, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> she she did the children's theater and she had some pretty epic stories about this children's yes. theater. Um, a wonderful actor named Rob Maitner. Our good friend Robbie Rizal and the fabulous Julia Murney. Um, who, wait till you hear what she did in high school. Wait till you hear what her high school musical was. <laughs> so anyway, those are the first batch of four we interviewed as like little pilots to see if they worked. And we were really happy with them. So it looks like we're going to continue on with this. Um, yeah. Somebody was asking, well, how does this work? The way we're going to do it is starting in February. I think we're going to be alternating between um, every Thursday being a favorite thing and then the next Thursday being happy opening and then the next Thursday, you know, favorite thing and the next opening and then the next week, happy opening. So it looks like we're going to be alternating. Um, yeah. We're going to see how that formula works and if people like it and if uh, we like it. But we're very excited by this. I think it's going to be really fun to – and yeah. we're going to see a lot of, I think, um, a couple of more contemporary performers on this podcast. Yes. So I think you guys yes. get to hear from some of the young folk. Um, <laughs> some people are just starting out. Because they also have some really interesting stories. Um, Oh, yes. Because there's a lot of stuff that's emerged recently, like web series. Right. That we might want to hear about. And, you know, uh, summer stock's getting a little bit more intensive than it has (laughs) in the past. So uh, we're we're very excited for this. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Kevin's excited. We're all excited. So that's big news that's going on. Anything else? Kev, you seen any shows recently? No, I I haven't. I because of the holidays and all of that. I've been yeah. Well, that's true. But uh, no, with the holidays and everything, I was just had family time and, and it was wonderful. But it's uh, no, I can't wait. When I get back on the twenty first, I will definitely be seeing much more theater. Especially, and I love seeing theater in January, February, and March because it's you can see it. You know, there's more seats. It's like the quieter time on Broadway, and so I think you can see shows that. Um, Easier, I think, or cheaper. <laughs> or cheap, cheaper, cheaper is my favorite. We love cheaper. Cheap yeah. is my favorite. Uh, did you see that um, we're doing a concert together, Kevin? 
Kevin knows, but I'm going to ask our listeners. see that, Rob. So Kevin and I were very excited about this. On February 10th, which is a Sunday night, um, we are doing 54 Celebrates the Richard Rogers Theater. Once again, that is February 10th, Sunday, 54 Celebrates the Richard Rogers Theater. I am directing and producing. Uh, Kevin is music directing. Uh, we are. I'm co-hosting with the wonderful Ben Rimmelauer, who we had on our podcast oh, um, yeah. a few years ago. It was hysterical. He did Patty Issues and Bad With Money. We have a pretty good lineup, Kevin. Um, what do we have? Well, folks, if you're in town, come check us out. Uh, we're, each show is a separate bill. 7 o'clock and 9.30 are totally different, which means double the work for Kevin, but I'm sure he's very excited about that. Oh, I love it, though. But we're going to have, like, uh, Maury Yeston is going to be there. Scott Ellis is going to be there. Um, uh, Javier Munoz from Hamilton is going to be there. This is very exciting. So we do a trivia competition uh, during the show where, like, a celebrity videotapes himself asking, like, the five trivia questions to the audience. Louis Black, the comedian, is going to do it for us. That's great. Who did it? He did a one-man show at the Rogers. He did have yeah. a one-man show on Broadway. That's right. I have to say, this theater, oh, my God, has such a rich history. This theater has played host to more best-winning, uh, Tony Award best-winning winning best plays and best musicals. Once again, I'm a little jet-lagged. Correct. But did I say that correctly? No, you just, you by a oh. More, oh, Kevin, you're not by, like two and three. Oh. Oh, 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 just take a second, Kevin, because you, you broke up a little bit. Okay. okay, try now. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But this theater, by far, has had the most number of plays and musicals that won the Tony Award. We're talking like 11 to 12 or 13. I can't remember the exact number, but it's over 10. And the others are just two or three. Um, and so it's a very special theater. Uh, and it's one of the only theaters that has that stadium seating. And I think, uh, for some reason, producers just – that was the hot theater that everybody always wanted. Guys and Dolls, didn't that play there? I mean, we're uh, – uh, historic shows. Ready for some just, – just a couple of the titles. Guys and Dolls, Finian's Rainbow, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, 1776, um, uh, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Raisin, Nine, In the Heights, Hamilton, um, the list, and then, but, and then in terms of like plays, Lost in Yonkers, Bright and Peach Memoirs, Fences, the list goes on and on and on. And on and on. <laughs> And you really had your work cut out with you just sifting through all that material because when you have so many options, it's fun, but it's that's a lot of material you had to go through. Well, when Jen and I do these, usually, sometimes I hate to say this, sometimes we're like really, really being like, how many songs from In My Life can we do to fill out the evening? <laughs> do you know what I mean? This one, yeah. I'm just like, I'm like oh, I, don't totally. even, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even just know where to begin. All- it's all the hits. I mean, you could just take all the hits. I'm like, ah, oh, God Almighty, it's a lot. So I'm, I, but in a good way. And we've got, some, and a couple of people are going to come back and reprise, reprise their original performances. Oh, okay. This is what's slated to happen. And so I'm going, I'm going to say it because I hope to God it, it happens. But Ernestine Jackson, um, who we love, and are trying to get on this show, she was in the all black version of Guys and Dolls in 1976. Um, she was also in Raisin. Now, the uh, the all-black version of Guys and Dolls did not play the Richard or the 46th Street Theater at the time, I should say, because of the name change. But she was in Raisin, and I said to her, I said, you know, you can sing something from Raisin. I said, but, you know, you do a pretty amazing If I Were About, which is my favorite song. Yeah, that yeah it's pretty good. And she's like, 
Oh, yeah, I'll totally do that. So that's how she's going to honor guys and dolls. She's going to sing If I Were a Bell. Um, I'm going to be like, you have to scrape me off the ceiling. You have can't. to scrape me off the ceiling. So I'm very excited. And we got to get her on this show. We keep trying to get her on the yes. show, and it just doesn't, our timing doesn't work out. So that's okay. Um, that's, that's it from updates. That's it from the exciting. updates from the front. Up next, <laughs> the Great Depression. Favorite things? Favorite things? Dust Bowl. Uh, yes, favorite things. Yes, favorite things. I would like to do some favorite things. Let's do it. You want to go first? I'll go first if you don't mind. Go okay. for it, my friend. Well, mine, I'm surprised we've never talked about this before. Um, mine is a book, um, and it's a book written by one of our uh, frequent guests, the wonderful Peter Felicia. Oh. I was rereading it on the plane, and I thought to myself, how have we never covered this? Um, so, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a book that I think is right up everybody's alley. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, all those fun things, or you can get a nice hard copy, stick it on your shelf. This is a great book from Peter called Strippers, Showgirls, and Sharks, a very opinionated history of the Broadway musicals that did not win the Tony Award. It did not win the Tony Award. When I was in Los Angeles, I was having a very spirited discussion with some friends over Dear Evan Hansen's versus Come From Away. Oh, yes. Um, which divided a lot of people. It was, it was very, yes. very upset. That's what I thought Trump's national address was going to be about. It was like calming people who were upset. That, At least that know. would have been interesting. Oh, ooh, he's at, folks, he's getting political. You're getting, getting political up in Connecticut. We don't want this. We don't want nope. this. Just play the piano. Don't talk. <laughs> Just do your job. Please, Kevin. Enough of your commie propaganda. You're scaring everybody. <laughs> I like this Ben Hecht front page, you know. It's like, uh, what are you going to do? We're gonna go. Well, all Kevin right. opened his Sorry. big gap, and tomorrow we're on the list again. You hear that? We're all on the list. Everyone pack up. He doesn't understand what this job cost me. I was getting a dollar a week. A dollar. I had three houses. Now I have nothing. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Get your red paperwork out of my house. <laughs> then I throw the papers at you. Oh, I, yeah, I saw it. That was good. This is going to be the best show MTC has ever seen. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So, sorry. So no, once no, again, so, it's called Strippers, Showgirls, I, and Shark. I, I've never read it, and I'm like embarrassed because Peter's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite you know writers uh, since I was a kid. You know, I've always read his articles online and everything, but I'm, I'm woefully behind on his his books. I must say, so I'm going to write that down. It's, it really is fantastic. And so, what like the book, like I said, what the book is covering is covering um, the musicals that were nominated but did not win for whatever reason. And it's funny to read them and go, oh my god, like you f- you forget, like you think, oh, of course, Gypsy won best musical. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Of course happen. West Side Story did. Of course West yeah, Side Story exactly, did. Exactly. Nope. Sick man. Yeah. Nope. So anyways, the way he's divided it up, I just want to read the couple of the subgenres just so people get an understanding of what's going on. Um, so like chapter one is called How Did It Happen? The Best Musical Tony Losers That Should That Should Have Won. Uh, the party's over. The best musical Tony losers that were lame ducks on awards night. That's so <laughs> sad. That's so sad. Um oh, um, step to the rear, the best musical Tony losers that may have suffered because of their producers. I understand. <laughs> um, it would have been wonderful. The best musical Tony losers that would have won in other years. There's a, wow. there's a list of those. I felt, what year was it? A couple of years. It was the year that Hamilton came out. Remember there were so many musicals that got nominated that year that you thought to yourself, Oh my God, if this was in any other season, yep, any other right. season. Um, yeah. And so, uh, 
you were good but not good enough, the flawed best musical Tony Losers. So it's a it's just and it's he covers so many musicals and of course it's with Peter. So he's gonna tell you really great anecdotes about the, the creation of the stuff. And anytime you read one of Peter's books, you always learn something you didn't know beforehand. Even mm-hmm. the most diehard experts of us, you sit there and go, I didn't know that, or how did that right. happen? Or you go, oh my gosh, this is a great show that should be rediscovered at some point. So right. I think it's a really fantastic book. It was published in 2013. So anything after that, you're not going to be reading about like the Come From Aways or the Bright Stars and things like that. But you will be reading about things like we, like you had mentioned, Gypsy and West Side Story and all of these other musicals that you go, how, how, did, how, did, you, how did Two Gentlemen of Verona beat out Follies? Thank you. Thank I just, you. <laughs> I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Or and I think, oh, God, please, everyone correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Mac and – no, Mac and Mabel didn't get a nomination like for best score? Oh, that's just – that can't be right. But that's – I would believe it at the time because everyone was all about the new fresh pop sound, you know, the the, the after the hair, you know, the making it all contemporary yeah, sounding. So it's, it's, anyway, so it's, it's a very fascinating book. Once again, it's called Strippers, Showgirls, and Sharks. <laughs> A very nice. opinionated history of the Broadway musicals that did not win the Tony Award by our wonderful guest, Peter Felicia. You can buy it in many, many different formats. I would encourage you to buy it in any format you can. Read it and let us know what you think. Kevin, what is I your shall. favorite thing? Well, I would like to celebrate a cast recording of a, as we say, lesser known show, although I think a lot of people would say it was a full on flop. Uh, it, it was one of the sh- first shows to open the 20th century of new musical theater. Um, it, I think it opened like in December 1999, but really we'll say it was to the 20th century. It, this is a composer who's one of my favorite composers, even though audiences may not agree because he, he has not found mainstream success yet, but, um, he steadily puts out musical after musical after musical. And like Meredith Wilson, he writes the book Music and Lyrics. Uh, this, I would say this is a musical. However, I think it has a toe firmly dipped in opera. Uh, it starred uh, one of the greatest legends of our American musical theater who has won more Tony Awards almost than Angela Lansbury. Kevin, I'm right here, stop it. What? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Marie Christine. Um, uh, yes. Uh, the Lincoln Center production of Marie Christine, there was a cast recording. It popped on the other day, and I hadn't heard it in a while, so in the, probably 10 years. And I was completely mesmerized by the sound that Michael John Lacuse, the composer and lyricist and book writer, made for this show. Is it perfect? No. No, it's not at all. But is the work that Audrey McDonald on this album is doing is superhuman. It's super musical theater on steroids. It's it's singing that you'll never, ever hear again. I mean, she's being pushed to her full edge of her voice. Um, and, and more about that is that Michael John Lacuse wrote the piece for her. Uh, Students of musical theater might be happy to know that when you go out for an audition and don't book the job, sometimes the composer just writes you a whole musical for you so that they can hire you next time. You want to book the relationship, kids, not the show. But, uh, and and when she was 23 years old, she was, uh, really, like, see what I did? I don't know. Uh, But, I like this. When she was 23, I'm like teacher all of a sudden. When she was 23 years old, she had her final callback for Carousel, um, and uh, which obviously she booked and got her first Tony nomination as Carrie Pepperidge. But um, she, the other, the powers that be there were in the room saw her that she be might be good for Hello Again, which was also being cast off Broadway in the Mitzi Newhouse Theater down below. So Michael John Lacuse and Graziella kind of slipped in and watched her, uh, and she was had a callback for that, and it, it didn't work out. She sang Tom for the audition, and then eventually that part obviously went to Carly Carmelo and you know, she didn't book it, but 
Michael John said, don't worry, I'm going to write you something. And five years later, he wrote Maria Christine for her. And I think it just showcases her voice and her drama in such a crazy, crazy way. Um, it's There's so much emotion. And it, it is like an opera because opera – I know I don't have to tell you this, listeners, but opera is more about – less about the lyric, more about the emotion of what's going on with the music and the singing and how that makes someone feel. And some people like that. Some people don't. I, I like opera when it's done really, really well. It's very, it's very, very moving. Uh, this to me is almost an opera, uh, and it, it, the, the music speaks with such emotion. It's based on the, the story of Medea. It takes place in the 1890s in New Orleans. There's a lot of voodoo kind of magic going on in it, uh, and, and she's the Medea character. Um, and I love seeing former guests uh, – in when I look at cast recordings. Uh, so Vivian Reed, who was one of our guests, she plays her mother in it. Um, Michael McCormick, who is a featured actor in it. And also Andre Bishop, of course, is the you know producer from oh Lincoln Center, who we uh, interviewed recently. So uh, you know what? Give it a listen. It, it's, it's just because it is so individual and special that this man wrote this amazing piece that it's not going to get done anywhere. And, and other than that cast recording, it could have been lost forever, but it is, there's such brilliant work that's going on in there. And if you listen to anything, just listen to way back to paradise. And then some of the duets that she sings with Anthony Cravello there, they were absolutely stunning and beautiful. And I think that audiences will be coming around to the brilliance of Michael John Lacusa uh, in the coming years. I hope so. I just, you know what? I'm, it's so funny. After we get off the air, I'm going to send him an email and see if he wants to be on the show. I would love to talk to him. I, Michael, I would love to please come him. join us so I can kiss your feet and thank you for First Lady Suite. Yes. I got to listen to that again as well. And it's, First Daughter Suite. Yeah. 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 Both of them. Really great. That one so, really got me. Sorry. No, no. No, sorry. It's great. I think that his work is worth listening to and worth learning from. And um, Marie Christine, check it out, listeners. Marie Christine. And then uh, take a look at the book, A Stripper's uh, Showgirls. And. No, wait, strippers, showgirls, and sharks. Stripper, because West Side Damn it! How can West Side Story not have won? Well, what did it be? Music Man, right? Music Man, right? And everyone, West Side Story was, it was so out there, right? Everyone was like, whoa, what is this? Like, they didn't really know what to do with it, I think, at the time. It was so different from anything they'd ever seen before, but. I think, Music man? I, th- I think it was the weird gangster language that Arthur Lawrence wrote, The Confused People. Which is Womb a, to tomb, sperm to worm. Which I will say, I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know if back then it made any sense, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. Those guys <laughs> walking around Hell's Kitchen and being like, Rocco Jocko. <laughs> well, like, t- well, today they can walk around Hell's Kitchen and Rocco Jocko is like their screen name on Grindr. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's fine. Maybe, maybe Arthur Lawrence was ahead of his time. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back and reevaluate my comment that he was oh, ahead of us. Oh. But seriously, I know you, I, I'm going to be honest, folks. I love West Side Story, but when they start talking, I, I, I cringe a little bit. I'm sorry. I get very tense. I just get very tense because I'm like, what are they talking about? And it takes real actors to make that work. I always love when they cast like opera singers in it and then they have to nope. do the dialogue. It's like, Rocco and Jaco. Sergio Franchi Sergio, Sergio Franchi is, is Bernardo it's Tony. it's Tony oh that would be great could be uh, I can't believe I just fed that to you well, thank you for the prompting yep. there's a something to do any day I don't know right away as soon as it shows it's gonna come and come on a down in the sky and <laughs> bros oh Rob he's, he's great uh, in the version we did at the dunes uh, nobody died. 
Uh, nobody died. Uh, because uh, we wanted to keep, uh, como se dice, a happy ending. <laughs> happy ending. Nobody died. And because also, uh, at, the, at the end of the show, we needed as many people as possible uh, to hand out the uh, free uh, bond cake that the Dunes was giving out. It was a dinner theater. So uh, while I sang uh, something calming, I uh, handed out the bond cake to people uh, at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. <laughs> beginning of the show yes, at the yes, end of the yes, show yes 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 oh yes, my god the <laughs> beginning and <laughs> there's a, a, a English I know <laughs> that's only English I know I, thank you Sergio I know that and I also they also teach me at the dunes I can also say uh, do you want a splendor mm, yes uh, do you need another spoon or the dialogue from your coconut grove concert because you've got <laughs> yes. that dialogue memorized yes. up next a body hack when I make, a, make a love to an American woman, that's the only thing I know how to say. So uh, when I'm ready, I go, <laughs> open next to Buddy Hackett. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Thank you, Rob. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks, Sergio. Thanks for showing. I think Sergio is our first impression of the new year. It was good to I have, think so. It was good to have you back, Sergio. Oh, good old Sergio. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, I'm going to go to rehearsal. Great. I think I'm going to take a quick... No, actually, I can't take a nap. Can I tell you what's going on really quickly? So my yeah, what? best friend in the whole wide world, um, she, she lives in California. I just saw her yesterday. Um, she's expecting a baby. Um, and she, oh. the, the baby was due January 20th. But she just texted me a couple of minutes ago and was like, hey, I'm going into labor. So, Rob, that's wonderful. So, so, oh. so uh, I'm Uncle Rob. Oh, is, is getting it from all ends this year. You, That's wonderful. her, I know. So I'm so excited. It's like I gotta. Oh. I, I want to see what's going on. I don't know okay. the name of the baby yet, so I'm okay. very excited. I'm very right. excited to find out what's going on. Go support be. her. That's wonderful. Rob. So anyway, I gotta right. go do that. But uh, bye. bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.